what's up? Welcome back to the Summit Podcast. Uh, if you didn't listen to episode four, here's what's going on. Uh, our recording went long, and it had two big sections, and so Caleb and I felt like it was best to just split it up. Yeah. Um, we have two kind of distinct sections talking about our story with hope, and now our story with like disciplers and people who have a, such an influence on us yeah. in terms of faith. Yeah. And so if you would like to hear it as one full narrative, it's about 100 minutes of content. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, just listen to episode four, episode five, back to back. That's the whole recording. Right. More or less. Um, I mean, this is not really a point of discussion I planned on, but I feel like God just kind of gives us each podcast at a time. Right. And this recording went long. Um, so we're trying to hit a medium of you could listen to this all together. Yep. Or you could not. <laughs> it's right. totally up to you. Um, but there's that. Uh, so... So here's the rest of the episode. Hello, my friends. Oh, man. Oh, man. Let's get it going. Let her in. We were talking, Grizz was, uh, we were just talking with him a little bit before we started recording, and we were both, Caleb and I, a little dry on what to talk about at first. Yeah. And that's just, I think, an, a side effect of doing ministry so consistently for a week is that this stuff just doesn't come naturally. Like a lot of my ministry art was, I think, was being poured into. Mm. into cellmates mm-hmm. which is fine um it's still good it's, it's it's yeah it's all good but then i also didn't have a lot of topics and grizz goes uh what if you just talk about people that influenced your faith bars. Like, that works really well <laughs> bars that works really well with the hope cove topic yeah like it flows really nicely so i think we should actually go back and forth go if that's it. cool yeah um i think you should start who's start. who is somebody uh, whether it's off his list or the Holy Spirit just plants their name in your head out of nowhere. Right. Uh, who's somebody that has been like genuinely formative and like cornerstone material for where your faith is at today? I will put these two and probably many others, but two that I can think of right now into a single category. Okay. There are people who directly discipled me in small ways that they will probably never understand the full facet of how much it's affected me. Okay. Two that I can think of right now would be Scott Nelson, back in the back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> wow. That's um, a deep cut, homie. It is. Another one would be Devin and Joe Hansen. They're a couple, one unit. Oh, I haven't met these people. They were my leaders on my trip two summers ago. Yep. So just a few quotes from them and ideas from them. So Devin Hansen... I remember she was leading our um, morning, like, discipleship time and, like, Bible time. And she was just talking about this, like, spiritual discipline of really reading the Word and loving the Word. And she was telling this story of how, like, she didn't like reading God's Word. It was weird. It was hard. And <laughs> Same. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then she said words that I will never forget and that I always want. She's like, now I have a slight obsession with the word of God. Uh, totally serious. I love that. <laughs> I love that for her. A slight obsession? <laughs> yes. Extreme. That was very extreme of you just now. Hold on. I'm not letting that slide. <laughs> you love that for her? So, <laughs> like, um, it's gonna she... Like when what, the reason she said that is because she just went on this bender, like talking about this New Testament linking this to bender? old. Yeah, link, talking about this New Testament linking to old, linking to Torah, back to the new, back mm. to forward, new in Hebrews. And she was like, "I have a slight obsession with the Word of God," and I'm like, "Dude, I want that. I came out of that summer fundamentally wanting to be changed. Like, I want an obsession with the Word that's, of God. Yeah, that's powerful. I want to love the Word of God like that." Two, Scott Nelson. Oh, I was in like seventh grade sixth grade grade. Uh, the situation was there were two things happening in my life one i was eating a lot of salt still do not a good thing i have heart problems now probably (laughs) two (laughs) there was a girl in my middle school in your middle school in my middle school okay in my in my grade i was homeschooled so middle school happens at church (laughs) right okay she i had recently found out that she liked me okay and I didn't know what to do with that information. Mm-hmm. I was like kind of freaking out and I wanted to talk to her about it, but I didn't know how. And I remember on Valentine's day, this is a real thing. Good. I called her cause we were friends. We were like hanging out a little more. So like we weren't dating in any way, but I just knew that she liked me and I kind of liked her. And I remember I called her on Valentine's day. I'm like, Hey, do you want to do anything for Valentine's day? 
just and it is a question. Shoot or shoot, buddy. Yeah, and she was like, "No, I, I think it's okay." I'm like, "Sweet, okay, okay, dope." And uh, then I told Scott Nelson about that, and then he said, "Caleb, stop eating salt. You're going to kill all your taste buds." Two, he then uh, said, <laughs> "Yeah," because <laughs> I was literally eating salt as I talked to him about it. Yeah, that's a past tense thing. You never totally do past that tense anymore. Definitely didn't do that last night. And then. <laughs> uh, Y'all ever heard of... And then? Um, yeah. And then he was, like, uh, just talking to me about... I'm like, what do I do with this girl? And he's like, well, first of all, a lot of the conversations you've described have been very quick, like, back and forths. I think that you're a smart kid, but you also need to slow down when you speak. And damn, when you're <laughs> when you're having, like, emotional conversations with people that you have a lot of ploy... Not ploy, but, like effect of uh, yeah, like influence yeah. influence thank you yeah it's like when you stop talking you can just count to 10 in your head and let that silence sit um or when they stop talking sorry when they stop talking you can count to 10 and let that silence sit so as not to cut them off so as to keep, let if they have more words let them keep going yeah i still do that to this day you do it's one of the most helpful things that you do when we're having a very emotional conversation mm-hmm. and i'm kind of like word vomiting and emotionally just kind of what my mom always called it, just taking everything out of your pockets and putting it on the table, and the person you're talking with helps you sort them out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always like, sometimes it takes a second. If you're digging in your pocket, you got to make sure you get to the bottom of the pocket and see if there's more down there or something right, like right. that. If you had emotional cargo pants on, you got <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I'll, I'll like sit there and it'll just be quiet. Yep. And since you told me that story like a couple months ago, I'm like, dude's counting. I'm counting. Dude's counting to 10. Yep. So then I'll, I'll, if I'm done, I'll usually have to be like, you could, you, you can, can speak. <laughs> it's like you can cut me off. Yeah. It's usually around seven when you cut me off. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's usually <laughs> around seven when I figure out that I'm done. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. So That's I think cool, dude. those two for sure, like there are probably many others that just older men and women of Christ yeah. who have said words to me and they've stuck with me for the rest of my life. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to acknowledge that category of people as being extremely influential and I'm very grateful to the Lord for people like that. Yeah. We've probably been that for others. Yeah. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I agree like as a thought, like rationally. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that was part of that, uh, affirmation night that we had with the squad before COVID destroyed all forms of American community. And, uh, <laughs> as opposed to what Ukrainian community. Yeah, dude. <laughs> We were in the gas station. Uh, was it yesterday? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Mitchell was talking about how, like, in Ukraine, your personal space is your body. Oh yeah, yeah, there yeah, is yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, American personal space has been about a foot and a half or two feet. Yeah. yeah to yeah. this point, and you, it always made me weird. Like, like in Ukraine, you cram onto trains, you cram onto buses. Right. Right. And crowds just don't stress me out. Mm-hmm. Like I can stand in the middle of a crowd. It helps that I'm six four that I can see over most of it. That's good. But uh, it doesn't really bother me that I can mm-hmm. that I'm good. And so I feel like I'm a lot farther away from people when I'm trying to socially distance. I feel like I'm a lot farther away than I am. Yeah, totally. And that's always a struggle. So what's up, Rachel? What's up, Rachel Aston? Do you want to FDA organic? Hop on the hop on the pod for five seconds. We're on the we're on the on the pod right now. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's fine. Good morning. <laughs> Go get them. You didn't hear any of that, but that was Rachel. That was Rachel. She says hi. She loves all of you very it's much. It's funny that, I, yeah, we just. I thought she was working from home today. Thought so too. She went to the cities last night. Oh, that's true. Let's go driving all over the place. That's crazy. That's crazy. Stay at home order looking at. All right. Uh, so. Ukraine personal space. Yeah, like I just I um I genuinely care about helping stop or limit the spread of covid right i i i want people to live i, I it's a very people are dying there is no <laughs> why would you say that right there uh, oh we'll get to that uh the i just want to be abundantly clear to you and anybody else that i take covid very seriously mm-hmm. that i don't panic about it but True. it is a very real thing True. And I, I recognize that people have died, that people, mm-hmm. unfortunately, are, you know, going to die. But it's, so that, that's all that. 
and this is why I think I, I said this to you in the gas station too. I'm like, that's why it's not called executing social distancing. It's called practicing social distancing. <laughs> right. Because it takes practice for me because yeah. I feel far away. I feel far away from you right now. This feels like distance to me. Bro, you see the camera shot. No, I do. This I know. Like I get it. Two but, feet. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, the distance is just tough. It's not built into my brain to be six feet apart. And so I feel like I'm a lot farther. Yeah. And then I'll look and I'll be like, oh, no, it's I. Oh, no, I didn't do it. I'm, I'm a bad social distancer. This sucks. I'm bad. I'm bad at the game. So, yeah, the, the the other thing that was interesting about this, it was just kind of a funny encounter. It doesn't have a whole lot of spiritual, you know, weight. But <laughs> there was a man that, for all empirical verification, was definitely in the old enough to be compromised category. Yeah. And... He did not care about social distancing for anything. <laughs> Caleb and I are doing our best, and then he's just kind of, you know, hobbling around the gas station getting his stuff. Right. I was trying my – so, like, I was looking at the sandwiches. He came by. I, like, moved out of the way. Yeah. I wanted to be as far away from him as I could. Yes. I remember you were walking back from the drink fridge, and you were, like, standing close to him. And I'm like, yo. I, I didn't even, <laughs> like – yeah, I don't know. I yeah, just – whatever. And – so I realized what was going on. Then we're in line. Yes. And just coincidentally, the best eyeball distancing that we were keeping put yep. made it look like I was at the register, at the other register. Yep. So the old dude just, Caleb was finishing his transaction, and this guy just walks up behind me, yep. right past me, <laughs> and tosses the newspaper and drink on the counter as Caleb's gathering his stuff to head out. And the guy working the, behind the counter kind of watches all this happen. Yeah. And looks up at me with this look of like, I will. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. <laughs> I'll I'll maintain order. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. No, I'm not going to make this guy move within six feet more of people. <laughs> Just let him buy his stuff and head out. Oh man. Uh, so there you go. There's a little daily vlog for you. Um, I'm going to take this time, just like I did in episode two, to uh, do not an ad read, but a little break for housekeeping. We already did the the not an ad read for the different forms of content right um for us feel free to share feel free to tell your friends feel free to totally to uh, and that should be as you are genuinely comfortable that totally. is not a, a not a directive it is not a marketing ploy but if you do feel so inclined you are completely welcome to do those things to share it to whatever mm -hmm. um one thing that i really would love to watch happen if it doesn't obviously it's fine but something i would really love to have happen is to see more um, like questions and stuff like content and reactions to interact with on, on anchor, yeah. on, uh, whether it's an anchor voice note or a text from somebody or like whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, some kind of communication about how just whatever, just kind of any kind of feedback at what's going totally. on. Uh, there's all that. Follow this, <laughs> this man edits on Instagram and Twitter. You're crazy. Don't do it. Unless you want to, it's fine. Um, so, sweet. I just went with the people who have been influential influential for me. Influential 19. Yep. Um, yeah, for me, I there, there are a couple. It's a lot. I mean, it's not less. Like, being a PK and then having my mom die and being a PK, like, there's, uh, there's a cohort of women in that, in mm. my home church, that... I've described it as like took on the different roles that a mother would all simultaneously have. Yeah, like, totally. Like, um, especially my mom was like at some when she had to be, she was like a hard ass and was very comfortable yep. calling me out. Yep. There were times when she would create a soft spot for me to just emotionally process and crash mm -hmm. and be there to listen. Mm -hmm. There are times when she didn't do either of those things and would just like, you know, give gifts of food and time and like like uh, every mother for all for their children i've noticed every parent really but every mother specifically um exercises all five love languages at one point or another totally so um god has put those women in my life that act like different roles so there's one uh woman all these all these women are also mothers to their own children most but typically I'm, yeah i'm kind of grafted in so yeah one of them uh Scott and Katie is a couple that's very influential in my life. Mm -hmm. It's funny because Scott is a lot like my older brother, 
but then Katie definitely takes on like this. It's right on mom, older sister territory, depending on the day, but she will totally call my ass out on whatever yep. I'm doing wrong. And she's totally fine getting ready for my business because she loves me and wants the best for me. So it's always a strong kick in the head whenever I go over there and she decides <laughs> to go hunting. But right. um, yeah, Caroline, she's definitely the kind that's just like, come here, rest. It's fine. Want a cookie? Yep. Okay, bye. Like that's that's <laughs> just kind of how she is. There's, there's a bunch of this, but uh, that's 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 all that. Um, I don't really know why I started that train of thought. The, the person I want to mention is uh, somebody that I've <laughs> I called old in episode two. Uh, Brian Feldman, worship oh, director <laughs> of Westwood Church St. Cloud. Um, it, this actually references a different person who I'm looking at on this list of people who influenced my life, Andrew Paskowitz, who was my first discipler in college, who did a thing, Google text new people that yep, sign up yep, on surveys yep. and try to make connections. So Andrew texted me and we got coffee and then he discipled us for that year and then he felt called to go uh, to Alexandria. Yep. And uh, he was very, he's one of the main reasons that my faith really even stuck around in my college life. Yeah. Um, so Andrew went to Westwood when they were here in town. And so I woke up to Andrew, and I go, Andrew, can you introduce me to Brian? Because I want to do worship stuff here. Yeah. But Brian, and Brian looks really cool, but I'm kind of intimidated by Brian. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Hey, Brian. <laughs> I feel like Brian's ass. He's going to walk in the room now. It'll be fine. Hey, hey Brian Feldman. Hang on. He's hey. like, yeah. So Brian comes down. Hey, I'm Brian. Hey, I'm Mitchell. Nice to meet you. We shook hands. It was wild. Yeah. Um, and throwback. And... Uh, and so then Brian and I would get coffee every once in a while, and I was on the worship team a little bit. Um, Brian actually led worship at Crew our freshman year. Yeah, he did. That was time. dope. That was a fun time. That was a super good time. Um, and so we just kind of had, like, positive but fairly sparse interactions the first two years of college. And then after my sophomore year, I was staying in town, and Brian just reached out out of nowhere and said, hey, do you want to just get breakfast and talk and whatever? I was like, sure. So we were talking and stuff, and at the end of it, the Holy Spirit was prompting me to just kind of take a leap of faith, and I was like, hey, uh, I feel like I need to be discipled by a man of God who would help understand me and this place of life that I'm in. Do you want to do that? You can say, no, it's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian goes, well, actually, I've been feeling prompted by the Lord to be pouring into somebody i've been Ooh, getting poured into that. right yeah i've been getting poured into a lot by men of god that are above me mm. but mm -hmm. i have been feeling convicted i'm not pouring into anybody else so absolutely let's do it and then that summer was i mentioned i talked about it before that spiritual desert and yeah. brian was one of the main reasons that i got through it and just because he and I are so, so similar, and he had a time after his sophomore year of college where he was living alone and working, and so he got it. And so then Brian and I also did a ton of worship ministry with him that summer. Yeah, totally. And we kept on hanging out, and then over the course of, like, spring last year, it just got kind of less and also just kind of more dead. Uh, it was just more like two bros hanging out, and then beginning of this semester, I was like, hey, I do want to do discipleship, but I don't want to just shoot the poop. I don't want to just hang out and talk about whatever. I think that's fine. I don't think that's sinful, but it's not edifying for my faith, and if I may be so bold, it's not edifying for yours either. Mm. So let's actually do something and if if the if the move for the given discipleship time is to talk about stuff and that's just how the conversation goes great cool totally but i want to have a backbone of intentionality whether or not we do it on a given day whatever but so then he picked out the gospel-centered life and we had been working through that obviously covid put a weird stop to that but yeah um but yeah brian has been somebody that challenges me that uh always looks right where my blind spot really doesn't want to get looked at. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also is really, really supportive. And I have been really impacted by his view of worship ministry. Totally. Because he has, he's the first person in a while that aren't really ever, I think, that, or at least so directly, that, that thinks that musical excellence is worship. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. In, in a contemporary, modern kind of way. 
that's mm. like not just like wow that orchestra was excellent like a, a just filthy bass line or a drum beat or <laughs> a breakdown or a yeah. guitar riff or a really just beautiful sounding organ or whatever like right these right. these dope musical instruments concepts execute whatever right all this stuff that is very performancey he's like it's okay to perform for god wow that's the point look at that yeah see a three dude i would i don't know i would bet a ton of money he's a three because mm-hmm. you know are so strikingly similar he could be a six or a nine also that's true uh i feel like he's either three or six yeah but he's also got so much leadership i feel like he's got to be a three wow only threes are good leaders. That's all. That's all. <laughs> is that is that the play? Also, yeah. really quick about yes, this yeah. individual pod. Yeah. At any point in time, we could just cut, record a small outro, fade out, new episode, small intro, jump back in. I don't think that'd be an issue at all. If we have a lot of people and we still feel fired up about talking about them, just let it rip. That's fair. You got a point there. Yeah. Especially because I want to keep doing this this is amazing right now yeah today yeah i'm hitting a small wall but i'm willing to fight through it perfect i'm I'm getting kind of close to the end of the episode though okay for me one particular person for me that has been like brian is uh excuse me uh two people really kyle blake and andrew peabody um so they're both crew staff and they like it, Brian has been shepherding both of us in worship ministry, right? And like he, I've been on Westwood's worship team as well. It is absolutely amazing to have someone who leads by example, who leads saying like, we're here to worship God. We want to, we want to pray. We want to do it well. And if you're having trouble, speak up. I want you to have space to feel like you can speak. I want you to feel like you're a part of this team, not just a person who comes in and goes out. This is um, why I regret leaving crew a little Mm. bit is because um, this is really tough. I I, I genuinely do have a lot of distaste for talking about crew this way because I, I said it before, I have zero personal qualms with the people and crew right i just have qualms with how stuff played out which i guess is a direct result of the actions of these people but i still have no hard feelings for these people but this is just how it played that like that energy that type of reality uh, from a leadership perspective wasn't really there for me like Mm -hmm. it was a lot more of like show up do the thing feel connected great leave go multiply i guess like i just i didn't feel very fed right um now granted i wasn't particularly feedable either at that time so that's a lot to blame for me but um but just kind of slowly getting back in and being more present out of necessity a lot of students have stepped up and taken on leadership roles yeah and so but then kyle and andrew particularly are both like okay knock them dead go get them yeah like the men's bible study we did last night kyle and andrew yeah. were both there that opened up the call yep and i didn't even notice that they left until yep. it's like oh they're gone it's just us we're just yep. going it's just the boys this is lit this is <laughs> sick so that's something that i'm just i'm just uh italicizing what you sure. said that that it's extra true that i've seen yeah so with kyle blake and andrew peabody they both represent such 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 faithful ministers like there have been so many times with Andrew where I absolutely love seeing his faithfulness towards the students and towards this ministry so like there was one time where him and I were having this really 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 hard conversation post crew and he drove me home and we sat in the parking lot until like midnight 30 and he's like hey um this is cool I'm like yeah dude you should go go to bed and like we'll we'll catch up tomorrow and stuff and he went to the nelsons because that's where he was staying because he wasn't gonna drive all the way back to alec and they weren't awake and he couldn't get in the house so he called me back and he's like hey uh do you have like a pillow and blankets that i could use to sleep somewhere and i'm like bro what you can sleep on my couch if you need and he's like no no i'll i'll find a spot i'll find a place i just need like some bedding and i'm like Okay, so (laughs) I gave him that, and then he went to the crew office back when it was at the other place, and he just slept 
on the couch over there because he was talking with me. Yeah, and, and he didn't care either. No, yeah. he was like, it's totally fine, it's no. cool. Yeah. I'm like, bro, what? I think it's cool, I, uh, the patterns in the leaders that we attach, have personally attached to, mm. uh, how much of a pattern there is between us and the leader. What do you mean? There's a lot of you and Andrew Peabody and vice versa. Whoa, dude. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, like, the faithfulness, like, you would totally do that, right? It, w- it would be, like, the act of faith. And the, mm. the, the, you would stick in a car with somebody for later than midnight 30, right? You You would stay there and, like, even situations that I look back on negatively were moments of faith for you. Like, on my birthday last year, starting the conversation that you did after sitting in the parking lot for an hour and a half, two hours. Mm. Or two years ago, that was, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, that was an act of faith. And there's faithfulness with, like, your faithfulness with your disciple uh, faithfulness with the ministry in general, just faithfulness with me. Just all of this <laughs> is, like, you stick with it. Yeah. With Kyle, dude, like, you stick with it, but you are cunning and clever and smart and present. This is so perfect. I knew I was going to gas you up anyway. Heck yeah, bro. Okay. This is how we plan a pod. We just throw stuff at the wall, and then God ties it together. Welcome, welcome back to cellmates. Uh, <laughs> no, so, but that's the thing that I see in you is like that. Now that is not a comprehensive and exhaustive list of your positive traits, sure. but it's just a, the main ones that I tie together. Like we both attach to these people, mm-hmm. and for you to Andrew and Kyle particularly, yeah, there's like a lot of similarity already. And so you're <laughs> like, wow, this is so great that he does that. I'm like, bro, you do that. You do that right well, now. That's you. <laughs> that's so cool. How other people like it? No, it right here. Other chair across from me is present, <laughs> is here right now. Hello. Accept the compliment. Do it. I dare you. Thank you. I appreciate that, yes. truthfully. Um, to deflect it back to Kyle also. Yes. <laughs> Do it. Kyle Blake is, like, as soon as I met Kyle Blake, I knew that he would connect with me. I yeah. met him at Winter Conference, and he was our new staff. That was our formal introduction. Him and his wife, Krista, were like, hey, what's up? We're going to be on your campus. <laughs> and, um uh, after the first session of Winter Conference, Kyle and I were in a breakout with three other people, or two other people, and uh, he's like, what's your guys' prayer for this weekend? And Kyle was like, I just pray that like, the Lord would just kind of press his thumb down on me and bring out like areas of sinfulness and selfishness that I have and I haven't been addressing. And I'm like, <sighs> dude, that's so cool. <laughs> I love... If I can, can I hop in on Kyle real quick? Uh, Give me a second. Okay. Um, one, Sorry. extremely humble. He yes. is very much a champion of humility and what that looks like with his now new daughter, with his wife, with the men that he disciples. Bless him for having such a heart for these people. Um, and as well, like he's like, hey guys, I don't have all the answers. I'm just a guy. Like <laughs> just a dude. I'm just a dude and like he even says like he's like I was saved on a beach through a KGP. That's my story. And wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. And he's like at the same time, I'm not going to force you to go out sharing and use KGPs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is That's the thing, man. It was like we signed up for drill like boot camp. Like it, it was like we signed up for for college ministry, you better get out there and get your reps in in ministry time. Like it was just like, like freshman year. Yeah, like freshman yeah. sophomore. That's just what it was, and and now it's like do it, unless you are not spiritually able to, which I think is a different theological perspective with a couple of its own flaws and and drawbacks, but I respect a lot more the acknowledgement of the humanity of the people sure. that are at work. I think. The difference between then and now, for me, is it's like climbing a mountain. It's like I felt like every time I used a ministry tool and like a, a survey to like try and spread the gospel, yeah. it felt extremely inorganic. Yeah. But as soon as I reached the top of the mountain, as soon as I reached that precipice, and it was like, oh, I see how God was training me to use this as its original intent, a tool. 
it's not a word for word script. Yeah. Like I now know the gospel so well because I've read it on KGP KGP yeah. pages. Yeah. I know how to interact with people and guide them towards Jesus centered conversation because I practice doing it. Yeah. It's not something natural for me That's to cool. do. Yeah. And also, I still don't like using tools, but I will keep them with me. Right. Because I know God will use them if I have it with me. Huge facts. And that's what Kyle taught me. Yeah. Because um, we really haven't gone sharing in our discipleship. Sorry to call out your D-ship style. <laughs> he, he literally says, like at the end of our, my, our first semester, he's like, oh, we didn't go sharing at all. And we still haven't. That's tough. <laughs> Damn. Why don't so, you guys go sharing now? Just person to person. Yeah, person to just door to door. Yeah. You think just we go should sharing uh, COVID? Yeah. Share. <laughs> <laughs> you shake hands with everybody. Yeah. Just kiss them. That's sharing, right? Greet your greet your brother in Christ with the with a kiss. Yeah, that's true. Talk about setting someone up for death. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. That was. This is actually dynamic. I, this is a very, very weird place to go. Mm-hmm. I listened to the TMG podcast with Cody Co and Noah Miller. It's a very funny podcast. They're funny guys. They're funny dudes. Consistently, Noel is the one that has the edgier jokes, mm-hmm. the more contrarian position, mm-hmm. and will say stuff without thinking about it right away. Mm-hmm. And then Cody's always the home base that keeps everything locked in. Yeah. It's a very similar dynamic here. <laughs> Noel will say some dark stuff, and then and then Cody's like, dude, <laughs> why would you say So right there. Why you got to be that? Sharing. Talk about setting someone up for death. No. No. Bad joke. Um, yeah. Where would where would you like to go? I've, I've been driving a bit. I would like to. Sure. I think where I want to go at this moment yeah. is talking about how, like, what in particular makes you a good leader what makes me a good leader we can do this for each other yeah and then where that comes from where you think it comes from as far as like a lineage of discipleship sure or sure, sure sure so i'm gonna do you first because you already did me oh, no. get destroyed no. <laughs> get wrecked nerd i think something that makes you a really great leader is your ability to see a greater vision i think in part this comes from people like kevin barnhart i was gonna say <laughs> real quick before you go yeah i don't want to gamify it but i think it'd be fun for the person to say the trait, and then each of us try to like figure out where that trait comes from. Okay, like a little, little, mm. little thing. Welcome know? to the game show. Welcome back to. <laughs> Welcome back to Cellmates Kahoot. Cellmates. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell has this quality of leadership. <laughs> Mitchell has this quality of leadership. He has the ability to see the big picture. It's red. It's, it's red. red. It's red. <laughs> it's the triangle. It's Guys, Kevin. It's the triangle. It's blue, you more it's the triangle. Yeah. It's red. Remember Kahoot? <laughs> you know school, Kahoot, right? You know school. You know classrooms? You know You know a physical education system? Yikes. So I think it comes from Kevin personally. I do too. Um being a lead pastor, lead collegiate magic man, being lead businessman. There's a lot in yeah, there. Yeah. Cast yeah. vision. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. He does it even more than I do. Um but I definitely think that's actually one of the things that's genuinely hereditary <laughs> as far as <laughs> traits of mine. Yeah. Um, he is always, I've always brought ideas and plans and stuff to him because I know that he has this amazing ability to think like five levels of dish- decision tree yeah. out. Yeah. And he has no problem acknowledging the realities that he doesn't like, which I think is a skill that is really, really rare Mm -hmm. that he can look at. And I think this is something I do if I am allowed to compliment myself. I I think this is something I do, or at least I try to do is you're glorifying the Lord by talking about how he made you. Okay, cool. We'll go with that. Uh, I try to do this is find the baseline, find the worst case. How bad is the worst case? Mm. Can we raise the worst case? That actually was something that we did a lot here. Yeah, was like, yeah. and this actually caused not not a fight strong word, but a slight bit of contradiction between my position quarrel? and Rachel's position. We'll, we'll call it a quarrel, yeah. Um, over where where's our worst case? Because like when we came here at the beginning of the uh, on like Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had a two hundred dollar webcam and a snowball mic, and so we were going for all this big stuff, but I'm like, it is possible. There's no 
like magical force that's going to make this work. Mm. It's going to mm-hmm. be God working through us and possibly not through us to divinely get this stuff to fire. Right. And so if everything, literally everything fails, where do we sit? What do we have? Right. And we had that. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. So I was constantly thinking of, here's what we're going for. Cool. Here's the ceiling. Where's the floor? What's yeah. our, what's our baseline? Yeah. Okay, cool. We have the camera up. Now what's our baseline? You are good at that. Thanks. I hate looking at the bottom. I, <laughs> I'm not crazy about it, but you got to do it, especially while you have time to fix it, which is That's why true. I loved what Tim Walls said so much because he looked at the baseline. He said, here's what happens. Worst case. Yep. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Anyway, um, back to you for I think whatever else you want to say. For Kevin, really quick. Like, oh, yeah. I met up with him in February He or January. I met up with him in <laughs> 1998. <laughs> my parents were I was present. born on the out day. of his wife <laughs> and my mother. Uh, March 28th, 1998. My parents were present. It's good. So Just keep moving out of here. We, uh, we met up in January. And him and I both ended that meeting saying, let's do this monthly. But uh, oopsie. Oops. So. Dude's got time. I was just like, I've never interacted with Kevin as Kevin. Yeah. He's been Mitchell's dad. He's been my lead pastor. He's been part of my community group. He's been leader. And I think in now, many ways. Now that you've interacted with him, I think you can, you might be able to v- vouch for the fact that he has a pastor Kevin hat that he puts on. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And so you saw Kevin, Kevin. Yeah. He just came in. He's like, what's up? And I asked him like, do you think better when you're doing extra things? You want to talk? And I bought out a courage board. He's like, let's just talk. And I'm like, cool. Cool. You're <laughs> not your son. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a mom. That's a trait for my mom. Yeah. My mom was a fidgeter like crazy. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I need something to, to stem with a little bit right. to keep focused. Yeah. So he's like, I'm like, okay, scribbage away. Oh, cribbage. All uh, right. I, st- I, I kept shuffling the cards. I'm like, I have to do this. That's fine. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> and anyway, like, just, I was explaining like, my kind of position it's like i want to graduate from college and be an economic engine for the church and yeah like, i think that's good i think it's really noble that you're willing to make lifestyle changes also god has a lot more for you in this 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 and this i've been doing this and he just went off he has <laughs> he's the only genuinely I'm, i am biased here i got to acknowledge there's an implicit he's bias your dad because he's my father but <laughs> he's the only man i met that talks about the church with a business mindset that still sounds like the kingdom. Dude, absolutely. There are a lot of leaders of different organizations that talk about the church and about ministry with a business mindset that totally just makes it sound inorganic, make very mercenary, yeah, and not yeah. about what the Lord is doing. Yeah. And my dad has always been able to be like, okay, cool. We kept X percent of the people this time. Was it because of us or is God working? Like what just it yeah, was yeah, always yeah. like analytics and God. Right. It's it's crazy. And he was talking about how like me as a software engineer, like people are trying to leverage the um like digital assessment and like yeah. going through training courses, going from layman to leader, like they set up at mm-hmm. our home church. Mm-hmm. Remember it was like uh Brad King and or, or, who, who like took the leadership online course and like came out the other side? Do you remember that? Uh, Wayne Bowers, uh, a bunch of people. Yeah. So th- they made like leadership online content. Yeah. And he's like, that was part of our stewardship, part of like looking at people's gifts and their passions and service. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and he's like, what does it look like when there are more leaders? Like, does that mean they multiply? And he gave yeah. me the direct numbers content. Of, of multiply. He's like, it's not just some froofy term. It's like literally multiplying is like within the past 10 years, how much has your church grown? How much has it planted within the past 20 years? How much have they gone and gone? And so we're taking all these numbers. And if you meet a certain threshold, there are five categories that you fit in, whether you're multiplying or not. And I'm like, dude, what is this science right now? Um, and yeah, just like he has such this huge vision and is looking at this bottom line. Yeah. And I see that a lot in you. Thanks, man. You've got this. You've got this big, big brain, big forehead, big ass brain, <laughs> big eyes, dude. Your 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 optical input senses be be fat, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I was really hoping you'd laugh sooner, so I was like, I'm gonna. No, I was gonna here. let you sit there. For okay, a cool. <laughs> that's something Cody didn't want to say. I was like, I'm just gonna let you bomb with that one. You're going. You're going to your grave with that one. That one. That one's sticking with you. You're not getting out of this. Anyway, um, this is not supposed to be fitch- fishing. Do you have other things you want to say about me, or do I get to talk about you? 
Hmm. I feel like genuine. I mean, again, not trying to fish. I feel like you have a couple more things that you wanted to say. <sighs> I do. Based on my gut feeling about you. So one thing that I would like to say is that you are much better at the ministry of presence than I am. That's a damn lie. It. Let me tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you why. Okay. When our very good friend went through a traumatic, well, not traumatic, but a very emotionally intense event, and then the next day we went and sold a bunch of audio equipment, yes. that, that whole time I was sitting with him in the coffee shop processing through these emotions, I'm like, I know God is using me here. I wish I had Gabe Sunderland. I wish I had Mitchell Barnhart. I wish I had Kara. I, like, it was like I am an experienced soldier lacking the weapons I've, I, I normally use. Yeah. It's like I know what I need to do. Yeah. I don't have the tools to do it. Yeah. And then when we met up and when we went on this adventure, yeah. it was like I just had to pull the cord and let you two talk, and it was perfect. It was great. I knew exactly what he needed, and it wasn't me. It was you. Hmm. And like just being there with him and being able to understand him and others, like our roommate, uh, like last night you were talking about. Yeah. That's not a conversation I can have. I have a really hard time talking with, truthfully, to put it categorically, I have a hard time talking with secular people about issues like this. Hmm. It just, it, it doesn't compute as well with me. Yeah. And that's something that I, I love to have you around for in quote unquote my ministry the people of my influence yeah I think there's a personal ministry everybody has so I don't yeah. think you're out of line for saying that like I think there was a moment where uh, there was a there was a lady who I will not name who I care for deeply who is secular and I was having a very hard conversation with her and how she related to Kara and there are just tools and frameworks that she misses that she doesn't have yeah for Kara for faith and it's like in that moment, I remember being there. You would, you don't know this person. You no. have no idea. I'm like, I wish Mitchell was here, because he would do this better. Hmm. I think that uh, is tied a lot to my dad, hmm. um, because top line, bottom line, you don't really need a Bible to understand how bad something can get and how good something can get. Not all the time. Not all the time. It's well. Let's just say this: it's easier to understand without the gospel context. You know what I'm saying? The, the Elaborate. Like, well, it's hard. I'm an example illustrator, so I'm, I'm struggling right now. But like, if if we're talking, if I'm talking with you about your struggle with uh, pride, I'm not trying to actually air out any dirty laundry here. But wow, what, what, crazy, cool. Um, pride. I don't have pride, bro. I'm the least prideful person the, I know, dude. I'm the most humble. I'm so. I'm discipled by Kyle, Kyle Blake. <laughs> Kyle Blake. Kyle Blake. I'm, so, I'm cycled like I'm cycled. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's Yo, well done. Um, so I, I, this is genuine example, but as the spirit leads, if we're talking, if I'm talking with you yep. about your struggle with X, I'm going to say pride. You can say pride. I'm going to say pride. I won't. But be. your struggle with pride, um, and I can talk with you in a uh, in a gospel context that God calls us. God calls us for this, 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 and that. God does not call us to hate everything that we do that's well. Uh, an artist, one of my, yeah, my favorite artist in the world has a line that goes like this. Uh, it, uh, being fake humble is a corny way to be arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it's okay to be proud of something you do and ref- and be grateful to the Lord for what he's done through you and this thing that you also, like, there's a reality there. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's, that's a lot of gospel right there and there's that's, a lot of truth there. Line. That's well, I'm just I'm I'm comparing that's a gospel conversation. Yep, 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 now yep, 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 yep. in this conversation I had <laughs> with my with um my roommate who uh is spiritually sensitive right but not uh, a f- believer in the Christian understanding of God and the mindset and all that. Um she's got a lot of question marks in her future. And I was telling her that, okay, if you do this, 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 and that, you're not actually anywhere. Here's where you are. And I, I'm able to define bottom line and define top line without directly talking about God. 
So I can say like, here's your bottom line. You're still here. And here's your top line. You're still here. And the truth is, and the stuff I'm leaving out because, well, I, the Holy Spirit was genuinely acting through me as totally, I feel totally, in that conversation, totally. but I wasn't using Christian language because I knew it would completely desensitize her to what I was saying. Right. And so I... I'm not good at that. That's true. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, you, you, it's not a flaw in you, I don't think. Um, this is something that I have caught. We, I want to discuss this at length in another episode, but my dark Jedi Christianity that helps me speak the fact that so much of more of my heart than I want, but so much of my heart has spent the last 18 months to two years, not actively filling myself with the Holy spirit, with the word, with a faith ministry mindset. It's not hard for me to speak that language because that's where I've lived. Right. So now it's super cool that God uses that now still for good. Um, but, but yeah, anyway, I feel like that. I mean, that was it for my list. Okay. I don't really have any. <laughs> yeah, so for you. Oh. Um, no. When it comes to outro. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Um, for you, I think that I, you and I, this is actually something. Wow. God's cool. This is what we're going to talk about anyway, about how you and I influence each other. I think we both, um, you use the term attachments on ourselves for for good purpose so like with this this one person that you're having a tough conversation with mm-hmm. um that you want to be there for is because i relate a lot to that person naturally and totally. so you're like i want to attach mitchell into this conversation because i know it's there and then when times when i need to be more empathetic i need to move slower when i need patience <laughs> there's always caleb there to be like hey man give it like five more seconds, like literally five more seconds. You're fine. And, uh, so it happened a lot here. It's happened a lot all over. It happened a lot in the Dominican Republic. I'd be like, we need to move now. We need to see the hill, take the hill. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like I just go full Barnhart. And then you're like, Hey man, those are good things. Maybe not yet. Do you remember? <laughs> calm down. This is just bringing up a memory. We were at back home in Calvary mm-hmm. and it was like post, I think it was like our freshman summer or something. And like you and I went to a youth group and we were talking with like other student leaders and alumni and uh, the youth pastor there. And then like you were going off on something and I like put my hand on you and like, hey, hold on a moment. And then someone made fun of us for acting like a married couple. I do remember that. <laughs> I remember feeling very loved when you did that. <laughs> so I was like, it was man, a loving, it was a loving gesture. It. He understands. He's looking out for me. It's all good. Now, if you're just like, hey, Mitchell, shut the up, dude. Yeah. And I'd be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's but not it. That's not that ain't it, Chief. That's just not how it is. Mm-hmm. No, there's that. Um, I also think that I might be better at the Ministry of Presence, if that's how you want to say that about me. I do. Um, I did. You are better about leaps of faith than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's talking to somebody who is being challenged with homelessness or just a random stranger in a restaurant like Burger King hypothetically um, or that was weird I shouldn't have said that <laughs> we, we talked to a hypothetical Burger King in hypothetical St. Cloud where we <laughs> talked to this guy um, just all these different situations in the DR at home here all around there are situations leap can be a small thing sure but for me exercising leaps of faith and stepping outside of my own rationality is one of the toughest things for me to do Hmm. because i want to be as independent and self-sufficient as possible so that way the world can crumble around me and i'm still okay yeah um michael grizz is gonna feel that line because it's a three thing it's it's the (laughs) exact it's the same thing yeah um so with all that i i am really thankful for when you're like let's go do that I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Bam, we just go. And you just yep. jump. And then I'm like, but then my loyalty kicks in. And I'm like, I'm not going to let him jump alone. And then I go in with you. Right, 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 right. So it's kind of a hostage situation, I guess. <laughs> I take you hostage. You're good at taking spiritually hostage. <laughs> Me. You. Me. And others. Others, potentially. I feel like that compliment sucks because yours were very heartfelt and real and meaningful to me. <laughs> I feel like I haven't reciprocated that, but um, truthfully, I want to I want to make this point and make this clear. Okay, you know where that comes from? That's not me naturally. I don't know where that comes from. Sid Fry, Sidney Fry, Sidney Fry himself. Something his wife told me 
was Sid Fry has the gift of faith. He has so much faith. That's true. Now that I'm thinking about it. He he is so willing to trust the Lord and so genuine about it. And Heather was like, I just can't do that. Dude, that sounds like me and you, dog. That's okay. I'm not saying. Now that I know Heather is a two, like... I could see it. I learned it from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, you're not natural that way. No. Yeah. That's, That's cool. crazy. That's really cool. Shout out Sid Fry. Shout out Sid Fry. Shout out, Shout out Heather Fry. Fry. Shout out Ted Fry. <laughs> Sid Fry Jr. Theodore. Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like calling him Ted. Um, yeah, that's yeah, where that comes from. I, yeah, I just want to take a moment whether you to any of these people we talked about Mm. or to any people that know these people Mm -hmm. i want to thank them for their presence and thank god for their presence in my life and i would guarantee that some of these people that that these people have affected more than just us and so and i think it's also very reasonable that somebody listening has been affected by the people we just talked about more than likely so Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For Kyle and Andrew and Sid and, and Brian other, and Kevin and other Andrew and other Andrew Pascoe and other Brian Zahasky <laughs> and Rachel and everybody else that we've talked about. Um, just because we didn't say your name by name doesn't mean we're not thankful for right. you. I think what I want to do here is if you're willing and you're listening. I know you're doing at least one. Yep. Um, send in. I'm willing, but I'm not. <laughs> send in a voice note. Talk about someone who's mentored you and how God has worked through that. I want to listen yes, to it. absolutely. Dude, that'd be super encouraging. Yeah. I long to see not just a crew ministry where students disciple other students and yeah. this type of community that we've gotten to have mm-hmm. is normalized. I want that to be the American church dog. Yes. That's, that's acts too. big facts. This man, a fax machine out here. No printer, no printer. That's, that's the garden idea Bars. to, <laughs> to, to cojourn with one another in such a way. Yeah. I think we've been absolutely blessed to have the mentors we've had. I yeah. think that if you've had mentors and you want to praise God for it, send it Hit in. us up, hit us up. I would love to do just a whole episode of the podcast that's just cut together different audio recordings and different messages from people. Totally. Even if you hop, have to hop on and read a couple for people that they send by text functions. Or if they don't want their voice. Or if they don't want their voice on. But right. just, I would love to just have a little affirmation Yeah. hour. I mean, that's what I want this, that's what we want this to be, that's dude. what we done. We are talking edify edification for all involved talking about what god's doing yeah this is a, this is a gas up hour for god bro <laughs> gucci gang for um, god really quick before we sign off yep uh spread us around yes oh uh, yeah okay yeah, yeah. So distribute cellmates yeah. more than we're distributing it yeah send it to your friends yes send uh, it to your mom send it to your mom if you don't got one of those send it to your dad Okay, good. I was worried, and then it just it came together. Um, <laughs> there it is again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a healed wound. I know it's a healed wound. I here's the thing. I'm sorry for anybody else where that's not a healed wound. That's the thing. I know people who've lost their mom, and it's like that's not dealt with yet. It's true. I'm that's sorry. Uh, we're sorry. God is with you. Uh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Mitchell. When it comes to outros, this is how you do it. I'm going to keep that. <laughs>